moment of your life, man. And you're off somewhere missing. I am not. Shut up. Our fathers were our models for God. If our fathers bailed, what does that tell you about God? Listen to me. You have to consider the possibility that God does not like you. He never wanted you. In all probability, he hates you. This is not the worst thing that can happen. It isn't. We don't need him. We don't agree. We gotta go. Fuck damnation, man. Fuck redemption. We are God's unwanted children. So be it. Listen. You can run water over your hand to make it worse, or look at me. Or you can use vinegar to neutralize the burn. Please let me have it, please. First, you have to give up. First, you have to know, not fear. Know that someday you're gonna die. I'd like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. You got the pick, so Fight Club. Yeah, you know, I know. I know you have. You had. You had your. Your. You had your interaction with Chuck. Yes, I Chicago. have. I have. Um, Dana and I have met Chuck Polinick, and uh, he's a super cool guy. Um, <laughs> I also follow his Substack. So if anybody's listening, um, definitely follow Chuck's Substack because he's just one of my favorite writers. In Fight Club, he wrote it in '96, or it was published rather in '96. He actually wrote it in between his gig working at a i think a trucking company as i as i recall um and did not make a whole lot of money for the movie rights like most people today like you'd spend he got like 10 grand i think i saw 10 grand yeah 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 and this was uh directed by david fincher um it was released in 99 i the thing about fight club and it is in my you know we talked a little bit about this like all your favorite movies you have, and I love how you do it. You've like your favorite heist movie. I'm sure you have a favorite rom-com, a favorite, you know, that kind of thing. Pretty much I have my list of like 10 movies that are my favorite fucking movies of all time. And I could watch over and over and over. Wow. That that list changes mm-hmm. as new movies come out. You know, that kind of okay. starts to adjust. But mm-hmm. I would say the top five are pretty consistent and have been for the last uh, probably 25 years. And Fight okay. Club is always in the top five. It's not always oh. the top, but it's always in wow. the top five. Sure. And part of that is um, I saw it in the theater. Not many people did see it in the theater. It was not a very popular movie at the time. I definitely did. But yeah, yes. it did not do very I, yeah, well no, at the box office. Not. But to but, me, I can look at it now. It is two things that I really appreciate about the film. First of all, I think it's the ultimate Gen X existential nightmare and it is also something i think is a really hallmark of of amazing art is it's a rorschach test it depends on who you are where you are in life and what you value what that movie means now what i'll say is Uh and i I, I know you know this Uh polinick was writing a satire fincher was directing a satire Yes. Norton and Pitt were acting in a satire. But, yes. And at the time, 
I remember sitting in the theater. Theater theater was filled with people, and it wasn't just a bunch of white fucking nationalist militia dudes. It was a, <laughs> no, it was an audience, yeah, yeah. and really, yeah. it was an audience of people who wanted to see Brad Pitt. I mean, that's let's mm, be honest. Mm. You know, sure. um, yes, I loved yeah. Fincher, and that's why I went. But I the fact that Brad Pitt, because I love Brad Pitt. Um, Ditto. Yep. But the thing yep. is, yep. I remember that first night, people laughing their asses off. Everybody yeah. really laughed a lot. It was yeah. definitely a comedy. It's got a lot of yep. violence. It's got a lot of like some real interesting stuff, but it's, it's a comedy. Context again. Yeah. Right. You like have context. you have over the course of the last what? uh 20 years the movie has become in in some circles a manifesto in some circles you know uh, uh, an example of toxic masculine behavior oh I yeah mean, it, there's a lot of that and that's one of the reasons why i really i really think in terms of a piece of art it has lasting value, both as a novel, because I actually really like the novel, but the novel is very different than the movie. But in terms mm. of the film, I think David Fincher is, I think he's a brilliant director. Um, I think he is probably our generation's Kubrick. Ar arguably, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, he's got that yeah. kind of attention oh, yeah. to detail yes. and that obsessive need yeah. to control every shot. He's really amazing I mean, that way. The girl with the dragon tattoo has a lot of shots that look and feel like the shining. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing is Kubrick is cold. And from what I understand, Fincher is a little cold distant. in terms of his filmmaking. He's different. He's, he's more, he's more, he's more interested in uh, observing mm -hmm. behavior. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think, think I think, I think, I think Kubrick and, ha and, and, and Fincher have that in common. Where yeah. They're gonna they're gonna put the camera on it and just examine behavior. And they both are famous for a million takes, multiple takes. multiple yeah. takes, just take yeah. after take after yeah. take because they're gonna yeah. wait until they see the right thing before they say, "Okay, we're done." Yeah. And and I you know and every every interview that I've read and every you know both about both Kubrick and Fincher, there is that sense that they are so exacting. That they would, and I think probably the biggest difference between Kubrick and uh, Fincher is that Fincher's not a sadist. And mm. from everything I've read about Kubrick, is he was he he was so maniacal about his art that he really kind of tortured people to get what he was. Yeah, like. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I have a feeling we will get into Kubrick later on down the line i'm certain and and i can't wait to read more about kubrick as much as i already know about him um i i have two questions just jumping off right off the bat so um what is the biggest difference for you as a fan of both chuck polinick and fincher and the movie the book and the movie what are the differences between the book and the movie because i've never read the book Okay, I think, well, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to read you something from the book that is not in the movie that I actually okay. think is really amazing. And it's one of the things I'm glad it's not in the movie, but it would, mm. I think, on some level would clear certain things up. Um, the narrator, this is the end of the book. And the narrator, oh, yep. okay. mm -hmm. Edward Norton plays the narrator. Oh, a lot mm -hmm. of people think his name is Jack. His name is Sebastian. 
And the reason you know his name is Sebastian is that Chuck followed up Fight Club with a graphic novel, but in comic book form called Fight Club 2, and that character's name is Sebastian. So that's his name. But uh, this is when the narrator meets God. Mm -hmm. He says, this is from the book. I've met God across his long walnut desk with his diplomas hanging on the wall behind him. And God asks me, why? Why did I cause so much pain? Didn't I realize that each of us is a sacred, unique snowflake of special, unique specialness? Can't I see how we're all manifestations of love? I look at God behind his desk, taking notes on a pad, but God's got this all wrong. We are not special. We are not crap or trash either. We just are. We just are, and what happens just happens. And God says, no, that's not right. Yeah, well, whatever. You can't teach God anything. <laughs> and what I love about the book, it, 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 I mean, I don't want to belabor it because I could. I could talk for fucking hours about, about the difference between the book and the movie. I think if there's sure. a major difference, and I actually think it's why the movie inspires incels and white nationalists and really fucking angry disaffected people the way it does and they do not see it as a satire and the book does not is that if there's a big difference it's brad pitt yeah here, here's the thing i just watched and i'm gonna deviate and i'll come back is i just watched uh, king richard which is the Serena and Venus Williams made a movie. They, they you know, they basically made a movie yep. about their father. Yeah, my guy, John Bernthal. There yeah. And if you yeah. know anything about Richard Williams, you know, he's kind of a piece of shit. I mean, he had a family, left the family. I mean, you know, and he's kind of a grifter. great things. Yeah, yeah he's kind of a grifter. He's yeah. kind of shithead, right? However, sure. that was not the story they wanted to tell. They wanted to tell mm. a different story when they, That'd you know, inspiring. And the thing about it is the reason you walk away, and I actually really enjoyed that film, but the reason you walk away from the film is because Will Smith is so universally filmable and so goddamn likable on screen. Fucking charm. That it doesn't matter if he's a shitbag, it's Will Smith. And so so you kind of forgive him that. And this is the thing about Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden in the book is whoever you want him to be. And so sure. you get to see that on one hand, he's charming. And in the beginning, like in the first half of the book, he's very compelling and saying things that someone in 1996, that was Sebastian, that was the narrator, needed to hear. It's anti-consumerist. It's anti-authoritarian. It's it's trying to find the roots of, of an entire generation without a war, without uh, religion. Oh, I have the, I have the whole monologue. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the, the piece right here. It's, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But in the book, when he flips, when he slowly flips to Project Mayhem, it's very apparent in the book that he's taking the, the, the power of that message and subverting it. I mean, it, it, oh. it becomes really obvious in the book that Tyler Durden has gone wrong. And the problem, sure. and I don't think it's a problem, but the difference between the book and the movie is Brad Pitt is so fucking sexy. 
No, he's so uh, fucking cool. Is so well, goddamn here, I mean, charming. I mean, there's there's the moment to the point where you see him going wrong. You just kind of get carried away with this wave of charm and sex appeal that that, that literally it. You have to get to the end where he's beating him up in the garage with the. You have to get to that point before you realize, holy fuck, Tyler Durden's the bad guy and not the guru. Which is what's really interesting. There, there, there are a couple moments in this movie that, like, it's it. Look, I own the DVD since Jesus Christ, uh, yeah. 2000, 2002. Right. Who knows? Yeah. You know, a long time, and. It was it was interesting revisiting it because it's not something I watch over and over. Like I've seen I love the I love the movie. 40 times. I love Fincher. Yeah. I, I like I love it, but it's not something I watch over and over and over. Right. So it was interesting revisiting it because little moments like this. Brad Pitt, Edward Norton walk onto the bus. Right. They uh, yeah, bus, yeah. They're talking about who and they they're were. standing there. They're measuring people oh, up. It's a great moment. at one point. At one point, Norton looks at a Calvin Klein ad yep. and looks at, fin- at, uh, at, at, at Pitt and says, is that what a man looks like? And Pitt just kind of like scoffs. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you look way more fucking ripped than that. Yeah. Like, so so wh- what is the commentary? Is the commentary that like you're only looking like that for a Calvin Klein ad? I'm looking like that because I'm a fucking badass. I'm gonna fucking. I, well, I think the commentary it really it, it it was weird. That was what that I think is the commentary, and that's what I love like, about that film. And it, again, I think great art has multiple interpretations depending. I mean, it, it's a Rorschach test, and I totally understand. In that moment, you go, "Well, fuck you, Brad Pitt." You, you have like zero, you like what 1% you have body zero, fat, but you, you, have, you, have, you have negative, negative, body but you fat. have to realize <laughs> that. And that's one of the things about that scene, a perfect moment. I, I love that you brought that moment up. A perfect moment is, is that Edward Norton is just this skinny little fucker. Oh, he's not ripped at all. And, and, he's and, just... and you have to remember that in that moment, Tyler Durden is his fantasy. I know he doesn't yeah. exist. So Edward Norton looks at his fantasy and says, "Is that what a real man is?" And that, sure. and that's where the meta kind of weird shit comes into well, play with that film and, and becomes, with that storyline. I love it. And, and then it becomes a little more trippy because if you recall Edward Norton in American History X, mm-hmm. he basically looks totally like ripped. Brad Pitt. Yeah. With like maybe 15, 20 more pounds of muscle. Yeah. He's not as skinny as Brad Pitt, but he's got, he's fucking jacked. And yeah. it's like, wait, hey, oh, ah. well, and you know, and it's, and I and actually it's, saw, I actually saw, I, I went to a screening of a movie one time. I, it's got to be like 10, 11 years ago. Um, Edward Norton was in the fucking uh, parking garage. I fucking love that guy. And my, my girlfriend at the time was like, I think that's Edward Norton. And I looked over and I'm like, that is definitely Edward Norton. Holy shit, he looks so small. Yeah, he's a tiny dude. And I was like, the fuck? You were jacked. Like, uh, it just, oh, that will continually blow my mind. Well, yeah, and the thing, I, the thing I love about, and again, it's it's one of the things, and 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 this is not, uh, this is not one of my uh, movies influenced by Fight Club, even though I think it fits in the category, hmm. um, The Machinist. And one of the things about yeah. The Machinist is, he suffers the same 
problem that that Edward Norton suffers from in in yeah, Fight Club the, the, is that he has the, insomnia. Insomnia. Well, yeah, if yeah. you look, yep, that's yep, what yep. an insom- That's what someone who is chronically insomniac looks like. They look like they're sure. fucking around. They're like a skeleton. They're going to die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Edward Norton plays the narrator, Sebastian. He is. He's not emaciated. He doesn't look like he's going to fall down with a brisk wind. But no. he's a skinny dude. And compared to right. Brad Pitt, the idea, and that's one of the things I think is so extraordinary about this film is, and, and, I, and I, I almost, I, I actually recognize that I feel sad. There was a, there was, I was bummed out um, when I saw it the first time and a little bit, not because I thought it was fucking brilliant, but I was a little bummed out because I already knew sitting down Fight Club, David Fincher. I already know that Tyler Durden is an alternate personality of Sebastian. I already know that because I read the book. So you read the book? Oh, yeah. I read the book when it came out. I read the book when it came out because I went, this is fucking great. So I already knew the answer. So I got to see all those things. But one of the things that was so funny because I knew. But the audience didn't because they didn't read the fucking book. I when didn't. when yeah. he realizes that that they're the same person, the audience reaction was huge. Yeah, so I kind of got, I was kind of in that position where I was like the guy that knew. I was. <laughs> it, it, I felt like I'll be honest with you. I felt a little bit like I was a part of the joke that Polinick sure. and Fincher were playing on us. Because I already knew the answer. But, but and what I loved the is that Fincher then said, for you. I'm also going to throw in dick shots, pornography mm-hmm. shots. I'm going to do subliminal shit. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing about it is, and, I, and it's very interesting to me because in preparation for this podcast, I've watched this movie, like I said, 40 times. I fucking love every frame of this movie. But right. never before have I done the freeze frame thing to make mm. because you know I know where all the sub, I know where all the subliminal moments are the cigarette burns yeah I know where all the subliminal moments are but it's very <laughs> rare that I've actually gone back and done a freeze frame so I can see exactly right. what those moments were mm-hmm. and it's extra I gotta tell you it's it, it gave me a whole new appreciation for Fincher I did and I, I I appreciated the fucking movie and I appreciate Fincher for seven and just name any movie he's directed. I even love it. Sure. What is it? It's called uh, Panic Room. You know, with Jodie Foster. Yes. yes. It's not the greatest movie ever made, but God damn it, it's so fucking tight. It's compelling. He's such it's a good compelling. goddamn director. And and watching so, watching his moments of Tyler, and, and it's one of those things where I love the meta-ness of it, is that Polinick is Tyler Durden, and that was when I met him, one of the questions I asked, are you more Sebastian or, or Tyler Durden? And his answer mm-hmm. was very evasive. It was like, you know, it depends on the day, depends yeah. on the mood, depends on what I need to do. What I, he, need I mean, to... he literally is both of them. Well, that's what that's what he said. But I love the same his, person. I loved right. his answer was that it depends on what I need to do, which mm-hmm. is a brilliant fucking answer, because it yeah. really says that Sebastian is no different than the rest of us, because we all have our version of Tyler Durden somewhere. Our version of who we would really if. If nothing mattered, if we could do 
anything we wanted to do with no consequence and not give a shit. We know who that person is. And it is the, 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 the argument in Fight Club is what happens if you completely give way to that person? Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that gets lost on the toxic masculine incel bullshit fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what gets, that's what gets lost on people, right? Like if you don't take the lesson away that burning shit down is not the way to, that's how a toddler fucking deals. It's a child's response. It's not, it's a child response. It's the id. It's the id. I mean, uh, look, 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 examine the beginning of the movie. I think actually Norton, excuse me, the narrator was on a great path at the beginning of the movie. He was, he was going to these different uh, self-help groups. And while he was a quote unquote faker in those groups, because he did not have testicular cancer, he did not have sickle cell anemia, et cetera, et cetera. Anything. Yeah. um, He was, he was still finding some level of, help emotional release yes yes right and yes would he be better off if he visited a therapist a psychologist whatever who knows maybe probably hopefully um but the fact that he was initially getting some good shit from being well he was getting sleep i love the line he cries he cries in bob's tits yeah, yeah, yeah. He finally releases and allows himself to cry. And there's that great shot of his sort of like crying mask on uh, Meatloaf's mm-hmm. shirt. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a um, what is that? The the Jesus, the, the shroud of Turin. It's like the shroud of like Turin. Sh- yeah. And 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 then the and then you see him laying there, and he says, even babies don't sleep this good. And it's yeah. it is what he needed was companionship he needed because right. if you look at the beginning he talks about the single serving uh mm-hmm. everything else mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. isolated from the planet which i can say a gen x going going right back to the gen x, sure, x sure. nightmare yep. gen yep. x yep. gen x was the generation where and you can say what you want to say about it but but there was there was a cynicism embedded you know we were yeah. the latchkey kids no i we don't were, i don't you know, I have I have the quote pulled up here, and I yeah. I don't fully disagree with it, but I, I, I just spit it out for you know anyone mm-hmm. who maybe hasn't seen the movie in a while. Okay, man, I see in Fight Club the strongest and smartest men who've ever lived. I see all this potential, and I see squandering. God damn it! An entire generation pumping gas, waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. We're the middle children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. And we're slowly learning that fact. And we're very very pissed off two things i want to point out i love that quote but for two things i don't know if it, if that's the quote from the movie but i'm pretty sure it's 
slaves or white collars. Okay. Okay. Not slaves with I got white collars. I blame IMDb. No, okay. no, no. Because, okay. I mean, yeah, I've, yeah. like I said, I've seen it and I've read it. I'm pretty sure, sure. sure it's slaves for white collars. And Word. the second thing is that most mm. of that monologue did not come from the book. Most no, of that well, monologue that's came a from big Fincher I, and Pitt and, and Edward Norton sitting around yep, talking yep, about yep. the script. Yeah. I was listening to the commentary. I listened to the uh the commentary with Fincher, Pitt, mm-hmm. Norton. They're all in the same room together. Yeah. Helena Bottom Carter is kind of like plugged in here and there, which is kind of which is kind of what she does I, in the movie. Well, but I, I which yeah, is too bad yes, because she's us. Yes, and she's also in London. She lives in London. Well, yeah. no, I just think she's so Los good Angeles in that fucking movie. They all live. So. She's so goddamn um, good in that movie. It blows my mind. She's fucking amazing. Oh, she's amazing. I mean, well, the, talk the about, thing is, she's talk about the manic pixie dream girl. Well, I mean, no, the thing about it is what I love about <laughs> what I love about what I love about her character is she is and it's it's a great diversion in filmmaking. It's quite frankly, and, and I have to give Chuck in the in the in the writing of it really the most credit, but Fincher really ran with it, which is when you go see a movie, the first character, the one doing the narration, if there is narration, is the protagonist. That's the person we're supposed to relate to. But she's the character who is us. She's the one who doesn't quite, who is engaging who loves Tyler Durden, who fucking wants to fuck the shit out of Brad Pitt, is getting spit on by the narrator. She is us. She's our entry into the story, but we don't know that until it's fucking over. I think that is some, I just think that is some incredible storytelling. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's, that's an interesting perspective on it. I, cause I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly she's she is us in a way because she's experiencing both Tyler and the narrator at the same time. And that's what we're doing. We're we're yeah, no, again. No. I, I believe I firmly believe in great film, you always have one character who is the audience's bridge to mm-hmm. the rest of the story. And if you have oh sure, yeah, the surrogate, the surrogate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. circuit, the person yeah. that yeah. we we are designed to identify with, oh, and totally. what I think is really, especially given the the fact that so much of the you know twenty year anniversary kind of uh, uh, think pieces on Medium um, mm. indicate mm-hmm. that this is really or just white, or yeah, this is just yeah, a yeah, white yeah, nationalist yeah. fantasy. Is if you really <sighs> look at the film, what you understand is well. That the audience surrogate is a woman, and I guess a really strong I guess my, and 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 self determined woman. She's us. I guess. I guess my question in bringing up that that specific quotation, right, yeah. is or, or I mean, there's another one, right? You that are was, not your job. You're not how much money so you have in the many. bank. You are not the car you drive. You're That's not the brilliant. contents of your wallet. You're not your fucking khakis. You are all singing and all dancing crap of the world, right? Like, and so, that comes from the so, book. Yes. So look, you know, I, 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 we, you and I, we understand how it plays in the movie. We get that it's fucking satire. What is it about 
and look, we don't have to talk about it too much because they're disgusting people, but like, why is it that fucking small dick little fucking boys latch onto this shit and are like, oh, we got to beat people up and we got to hate you know everybody else because i don't think it's that men. complicated because this is the thing and what i love about the character of tyler durden again that's why go, going back to my original answer what's the difference between the book and the movie is mm. brad pitt is that he's so fucking charming the first he over, half, he, it's, well, the, the, the thing that yeah, the thing sorry. that tyler durden oh. says all the quotes you're quoting happen in the first half of the movie and um, in, in the first half of the movie, Tyler Durden is dead fucking right. The, 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 the uh, no great war, no great depression is that at happens. one hour. That is at one hour and 10 minutes into the movie. Technically. So, well, okay. Point. And the, fair enough. Um, fair enough. In the film sense, in the, in the book sense, it's pretty evenly divided that it's pre-project mayhem. mayhem Post Project Mayhem, because ultimately, sure. Fight Club is what Sebastian and Tyler do together. Yeah, Project Mayhem is when Tyler takes. Oh, that's over. Tyler's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no. and so I, I guess the maybe, super, the super ego, the uber medic, kid finally the says, super, Fuck yeah, off. Complete, I'm doing yeah, my takes. And yeah, so, to yeah, me, yeah. I, I see that as the is the marker of halfway, regardless of the time frame. So everything that, that, that and, and it's the th- funniest thing is about like internet memes, everything that Tyler says, the character of Tyler says prior to Project Mayhem is fucking dead on. It's our worship of consumerism. It's, sure. it's, the, it's, it's the fact that we really don't have a spiritual totem to follow you know, there's all this going on, and it's and it resonates. It really resonates. The thing about it is, it resonates with me, and I'm not a white nationalist, and I don't want to go out and beat the shit out of people, and I don't want to fucking kill black people. You know, what I mean, it's like there's no, but it still yes. resonates because he's right. Here's right. Where it so gets, let me let me. This is where let me, because let me, hold on because it, no, it, it's satire, and I think the reason it resonates with the white nationalists is because it's true. The thing about it is because the white nationalists and the incels and the small dicked violent guys don't see it as a satire. Mm-hmm. Then they take smart enough to see it. Take, as a well, I don't think it's again, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to the fact that I don't. That's think fair. That's fair. Smart right, enough. Right, right. I think it is. They want to believe because they believe what I believe, which is we are not our khakis. We are not our jobs. We are not our credit scores. I believe that. And I've believed that since I was a fucking kid. I believe it today as a 55-year-old man. However, to take that belief and then to transfer it to corporate sabotage, violence, destruction to solve problems, that's where it goes off the rails. And, and for those of us that see it as a satire, we see... I mean that's Hitler. Well, I, Hitler I was. Think it's all, I think right. You're it's, poor, and the Jews are in the are the problem. And most people would go, "Yeah, I hate the fact." And I'll give you. Actually, I'm going to deviate for a second. My dad no. is really not a racist guy. It, I mean, he's old school. Had a portrait of John Rain in his in his office. I mean, this is who he is. He's a cowboy. But he really only has one prejudice. 
He hates the Swedes. Now, who the fuck ever do hate, and I've asked him, who the fuck <laughs> hates the Swedes? What what did the Swedish people do to him? How does I mean, he Ikea, hate Swedes? Maybe. Well, Ikea. the reason he hates Swedes is because he grew up in Yoder, Kansas. And in Yoder, Kansas, he's German. In Yoder, Kansas, now he's my stepdad because I'm Irish. But right. in Yoder, Kansas, the Germans were poor. And the Swedish people owned everything. They owned all the businesses. Mm. They were the bosses. So, of course, he hates the Swedes. You know, and so the thing about it is Tyler Durden is telling the truth from a very limited perspective. But the truth, we are not our credit scores. We are not our khakis. We are not any of those things. We are more than that or we are less than that. However you want to interpret it. The white nationalists then don't distinguish the truth of that message no, with no. the, the and, nonsense of well, let's beat the shit out of each other and then destroy well, things. And they specifically latch on to the it's women's fault that we are this way. Well, I, that's not in the Oof. book. That's not in the book, and it's also not in the movie. I'm just going to tell you. I mean, I'll um, be honest no, with you. I've heard that um, argument. It is, it's not it in is the in, movie. It is in the, it is in the movie. No, it's it is not. The there is no mention I'll, that women I make will, us. All right, you I, have to bring um, it up because I've seen it. I I will. I never it. saw that. If you Station. bring it up, I'll be shocked. You might have to delete some of this dead air while I look this Mm-mm. up. But I I no, I love it. The, 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 if you can, because like I, I said, I I've seen it too many times. Because I, I never I, saw a misogynistic uh, perspective uh, in his in Tyler Durden's message. I saw a an infantile, angry sort of pointless, destructive nature, but I never saw a misogynistic point, but bring it. In the movie. Hold on. Tyler Durden. I don't know where it is in the movie because IMDb does not give time time codes. We're a generation of men raised by women. I'm wondering if another woman is really the answer we need. Uh, It could be that's in the movie. A woman could cut off your penis while you're sleeping and toss it out the window of a movie. Oh, okay, that's actually right. So there's so there's the Lorena Bobbitt. I do remember that. I know exactly that. that. That's when they're having beer. That's when they're having beer before they start when he says hit as hard as you can. Okay, right. We're a generation of men raised by women. I'm wondering if another woman is really the answer we need. And that is the thing is, I don't think that's an anti. Again, I think if you. If you're I, if you're I, of that bent, I'm already, just saying if you're that. if right if your brain is already lashing on to yeah. fuck women because the thing that's is that's another thing for you to latch onto. In the as movie. someone who watched that movie, who read that book, I didn't mm. see that as misogynist. I saw that as mm. honest because I was raised by a woman. I, and I don't think mom. that means I don't think that means I mean because my mom was married multiple times before I was even in eighth grade. So I really right. was raised by a perpetually single mom. Yeah. So that line didn't strike me as so much negative as mm. just reality. Mm. You know, mm. and, and 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 I guess that's the thing is if you if you were not raised in that way, or maybe if you were and it was a bad experience, because my mom kicks ass. Yeah. Perhaps Word. again, going back to the whole thing I love about this movie more than anything else about this movie that I love. And, 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 and I know it's conflicting with modern cultural values is that it is a Rorschach test. If you watch this movie 
you can have seven different people from seven different backgrounds watch this film and come up with seven different completely opposing ideas of what it's about. And to me, I think some of the greatest art in the history of mankind, and I mean, this goes back to the fucking Greeks. Sure. If you've got something that has this many multiple meanings, you've created something rather unique and yeah, rather what is, what is this isn't sleepless is, in fucking Seattle. This has got no, some real no, meat Jesus to Christ. it. Yeah, no, yeah, right, right. And 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 look, one of the things that I I found, you know, when doing some research here, um, Norton says, you know, I don't know how many years ago this was, but this is one of the only movies he said at the time that he is willing to rewatch. Yeah. It's a he will fucking... not. He doesn't re. He doesn't rewatch his own. His his yeah, other. He work. doesn't like the same stuff. Fight Club. It, I will watch because it's such a good fucking it's movie. So layered. It's layered. Yeah. It's There's got so much so meaning much there. On. There's so much going on there. So I just want to throw something out there. All right. This movie was released in 1999. Yep. I'm just going to run down a list. Short list. It's there's other, a book. There's a book written about 1999 called the oh, best is that right? movie year ever in history. I can't remember right? the name of the book. I'll have to look it up. I'll put okay. it in the show notes. But there's actually a book that 1999 no was the best love, movie year ever. I would love ever. to read this book. It's a I great mean, book. I can see why someone made a book. Are you yes. ready? I knew we were Magnolia. Right. Yeah. Magnolia. Uh-huh. Eyes Wide Shut. Uh-huh. The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. The Blair Witch Project, American mm-hmm. Beauty, Being John Malkovich, The Straight Story, the non-David Lynch, David Lynch movie. Yeah, yeah. The Straight Story, The Green Mile, mm-hmm. The Insider, mm-hmm. Girl Interrupted, The Matrix, Talented Mr. Ripley, Man on the Moon, Three Kings, Bringing Out the Dead, Marty Scorsese, What's Up, and yeah. Office Space. It's the, it is 1999 was one of Fuck. the best that's just a sample film i know well Oof. like i said i'm gonna send I, I will i will link the book oh please i would love Amazon to know this book to the book yeah. in the show notes mm. because i can't remember the exact title off the top of my head but uh i remember reading it when it came out and i went yeah 1999 was a fucking didn't the matrix come out in 1999 that's why yeah that was on the, yeah that was on yeah i mean yeah. it's just like there there is no end to amazing mind-bending film that came out in that year. You look for the person who will benefit, and uh, uh, you know, I am uh, the walrus. You know, you'll. Uh, uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. That uh, fucking bitch. Oh yeah. I am the walrus. That's ex- shut the fuck up, Donnie. The I Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. My first thing is it, it. It can't be a derivative film. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys definitely influenced Brad Pitt's performance in Fight Club. Oh, no question. 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. And look, Terry Gilliam, I know you and I, like, I love Terry. We are going, we are going to do the Fisher King. We're going to go down the rabbit hole with Terry. And I wonder who's going to pick the Fisher King first. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, you you know, I'm going to pick it. It's my favorite. I hope so. In, in that list, of it's 10, your movie. You in that should. list That's... of ten, the Fisher King oh. has remained my favorite oh. single movie oh. ever made. It's so good it's for so as good. long as I can remember. So uh, it's, it's so good. It's always so, the yeah, one for me. 
I think so it's 12 great. Monkeys is it's it's not a derivative film, but it it influenced Pitt's performance in this mm-hmm. movie. It also is a movie that starts with the end of the movie. Right? Yeah. You have yeah. you have Bruce Willis running through the airport to try to stop the guy doing the virus thing. And then there's the little kid who, spoiler alert, uh, is Bruce Willis because of time travel, blah, blah, blah. It's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I I just have to ask, did you ever watch the TV show, the the, 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 the 12 Monkeys? I highly, and and I'm, as a fan of 12 Monkeys, as a fan of the film 12 Monkeys, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend you watch it. Because in terms of just episodic television, it's incredibly smart. It's mm-hmm. true. It's really, uh, with the exception that that <laughs> Bruce Willis is kind of like this action star guy in this role, and the guy that plays uh, his character plays Cole in the, mm-hmm. the TV show is a little bit wimpier mm-hmm. in terms of just physicality. Yeah, it is really fucking smart. And one of the things okay. that I loved about the the TV show version of it, the the is that the Brad Pitt character is actually played by a woman. And she's remarkable. She's remarkable. So cool. uh, All right, go ahead. What is that on? Is that on FX, Hulu? Um, You can, I I don't know. I will find it out. I'll seek it out. Put it in the show notes. Rock and roll. All right. So I guess my first derivative film, um, it's going to be The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, now, look. Even though it came out the same year? It did come out the same year and like doing some research on like timeline of development and, and uh, production and post-production and blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of overlap. Okay. Um, but the idea of someone waking up from malaise and trying to do something about it. Right. Like that is what, Fight Club's about. Yeah, that is what well, the it's, it's is the about. idea that you're one. You are you, and I get that. It's like you're Neo. You're you're either what is his name? John Anderson is that his name? You're John Anderson, Mister Anderson, Mister Anderson. You're John yeah, Anderson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're just a yeah. dude. You're just a fucking yeah. programmer. But you are also this amazing. You're the one. You're the fucking dude that can do karate. You, and fucking, you're Tyler Durden. Yeah, and that's yeah. There's definitely right? that duality. Right. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can there see was that. something about there was something about those two things that that like really really threw me together. But also, well, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. There was something about watching Fight Club. I I had in my mind all of me with Steve Martin. Well, yeah, and yeah, Lily yeah. Tomlin. Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Just because well, there's a lot half. of duality. I mean, you know, there, yeah, there's a lot of duality, uh, and that's what I think is so brilliant right. about that. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see, I can absolutely see the Matrix, and anyway, uh, a I also think it's, it's pointed that the Matrix has a fourth film coming out this year. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was almost going to be my uh, geek trailer to share with you, but yeah, it was I'm not. Looking forward anyway. to that. I, I you know, I'll be oh, honest yeah. with you. I saw the first trailer. I was not like I was like, oh fuck you guys. And right. then I saw I'm the like, second trailer and I went, oh, fuck me. I want to see this. So, yeah, um, it's going to come out on HBO Max and I have it and I will watch it in the. Um, no, I'm going to. The thing about it is we, we're, Dana and I are going to go to Kansas 
we go see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For Christmas. for Christmas. Word, word. And one of the things my mom and I do. Great. And we do it every yeah. Christmas. God. We didn't do it last Christmas because of COVID. But we're doing mm, it this Christmas. Is we will yeah. go to the movie theater and we will see. Oh yeah. Fucking yeah. four movies. It like yeah. we'll spend eight, nine, ten hours at the movie oh, yeah. theater and see as many movies as we can it was, possibly get in. I loved doing it when I would go um because I live in Los Angeles. Yeah. I would go to Chicago. Um, my mom just uh, movies, 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 movies lived in 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 New Buffalo, Michigan. I would we would just go see movies and it was amazing. Yeah. I love Christmas. it. All right, so my first. So what's uh, your derivative? Go. My first. Your first derivative. film influenced, in my opinion, also by the Wachowskis, also, oh. but not, uh, not nineteen ninety two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. It's V for Vendetta. Yeah, um, solid. Inspired by and written and based on the Alan Moore graphic novel. Right. Um, right. What I love about V, and this is why I say V for Vendetta is inspired. You know, it, it really was in some ways inspired by the film, not just the book, sure. not, not even the book, but the film is that you have a couple of things going on. You have anti-authoritarian rants. Now, mm. granted, V gives a, a much more poetic version. Armo, look. But if, you, but if you look at if this is the thing, and I did this, I did this this week. If you if you look at the rants, if you look at his anti-authoritarian perspective and mm-hmm. compare it to the Tyler Durden, they're saying almost exactly the same thing. Wow. They just say it differently. Word. You have a compelling and highly charismatic, even though in the film he's got a mask on the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's Hugo, it, is it Hugo Weaving? Hugo yeah. Weaving. Hugo yeah, Weaving. Yeah. Highly yeah. charismatic, which I have to give yeah. credit to Hugo Weaving that you never see his face, but god damn it, highly charismatic. Um, you have a project mayhem where he's fucking with TV and he's you know, you have Project Mayhem, it does mm-hmm. end up being some murder, granted. You know, but it, it's moved by one dude, and yeah. at the end of it, he explodes. Build, you know, the big buildings of power. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think in many, many ways, V for Vendetta would not have been made. Not that I don't think, because Alan Moore had already made the the graphic novel, but I don't know if the right. movie had been made if Fight Club Without had not been Fight made Club. first. That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So yeah. V for Vendetta is my first. Appreciate that. Yep, yep. I'm gonna go um, with Memento. Nice. See, I thought about that. I did. We talked about this before. I thought yeah. about Memento because it, God damn it, it's a lot of parallels there. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, the 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 beginning of the movie is the end of the movie, and the I've heard that there's some DVD or Blu-ray or something out there where it it does play. It you can choose to play it in order. Oh, you from, can. Yeah, I've seen that from the back. I've, of the, I've done that. I've never I've seen it. Watch it is, that way. It's, it's, does it work? Does it no. work? No, it doesn't work. I understand. No. The thing is, I understand the conceit of it, but it is sure. so much better the way it was it, it, presented. Right. It's just it, perfect. It could never work in the yeah. way it needs. No, it could never. But it plays like the movie plays. And and Memento is not something that I've seen many times. Um, I did see it in a movie theater in Chicago when it came out. Yeah, I did too. Um, yeah. it, my mind was fucking blown. I, I love it. Like, what am I even what, like? What is happening? 
Well, that was the thing. Um, that was a movie I had to see twice in the theater because the first time oh. I ended it and went, what the fuck? And I had to go see it, it isn't again. That cool. So like Do two you... days later, I went and saw it again because I went, I, I have to, I don't quite know what just happened. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's, that's what's cool about like, you know, not to get too, you know, fucking nostalgic, but like, that's what's cool about like when we came up, like to be able to go back to the movie theater to see it that's a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. And you didn't have to pay $30 yeah. to do it. Yeah. You can do it. You know? For, you know, well, the thing about it, it is was like, it was like seven bucks plus well, see, parking. And you and I, maybe. you and I are, are separated by about uh, 15 years, 12 years, something like that. Uh, but, sure. But the experience, well, of one of the things, one of the things I always different. think is funny is, and it is one of my, you know, one of those, those, those quantifiable moments in your life. I mm. remember seeing, Star Wars in 1977 that summer. I saw it 25 times. Boy, yeah. and it cost me two dollars and fifty cents each time. Sure. In high school, between the years of what 92 and 96, let's uh-huh. say, I used to be able to go to the dollar theater. Right. And I could see I could see six movies in an afternoon. I had my driver's license. And you just I could go it, yeah. out to the suburbs. I can pay $6 and see six movies. Yeah. And like spend 12 hours there if I wanted to. Yeah. Right? Now we not that the movies were too hours. They weren't two hours. Yeah, we but, pay, we pay yeah. a, we tw- 12 bucks and you can watch unlimited films. Yeah. And they're not, and they're not as good. Okay. Not, well, so some, you're, no, 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 you can watch some of the good ones. For example, my uh, second one that, uh, that that you know you did Memento, and I thought about Memento, yeah, but yeah. I, it's yeah. one of the movies that I had, and, and I, I realized it. I'd only seen it the one time in the theater, so I right. I actually had to rent it because it's not just streaming naturally. I had to pay six bucks hey. to watch this thing again. Hey, what was it? But it was worth it. Uh-huh. Um, in Aritu, 2014. Michael Keedman, Keaton, Birdman. A fucking Birdman. And yeah. the thing about this movie is I saw it in yeah. the theater and I loved it. <laughs> but then it kind of kind of went, it just kind of went away. You know, it was like it was just a thing. And but but when we were talking about Fight Club, I thought, what are things that 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 I think probably inspired it? Well, well, you've got dual personalities, Keaton and mm-hmm. Birdman, mm-hmm. this sort of fantasy of Birdman. You have right. instead of instead of having uh, a lover in Helen and Bonham Carter, you have his daughter in Emma Stone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you have Edward Norton. Edward, Nor- Edward Norton's in the movie playing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edward Norton as yeah. a pretentious cunt, which is so funny. And and I'll I'll be honest with you, you got to give the guy some fucking credit because that's hard to do to play yourself as an exaggerated dipshit. Yes, and um, I, I think he is that guy. Like See, I haven't the thing seen. Is, Bird, I, don't I haven't think seen he Birdman is that guy. I think I haven't. I, seen I don't think he's that guy, but I think he might be some of that guy. <laughs> and then, and, and this is a totally throwaway thing, but I also think it's very funny. Is one of my favorite images of Fight Club is once Edward Norton real starts to realize that he might be Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. And they 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 almost cut his ball. Well, no, he does realize, and they're going to cut his balls off in the police. To, and he's running through the streets of the city at night in his boxer shorts. Mm-hmm. There is, and I watched it. I watched it this week. Birdman. There, 
He gets locked out of his tra- out of the theater, has to go down the fire escape, and Michael Keaton is running through the streets of New York in his boxer shorts to get back oh into the theater. And it is because he's got those skinny chicken legs. Sure. It's not like yeah. he's built. He's sure. not the rock. No, 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 no. And, it, and, no. and there, it's not quite the same thing because in Fight Club, it's just so goddamn iconic because there's music that's involved. And it just in some slow motion, and it's just but but I watched that as I was watching Birdman. I went, and there are a lot of parallels, but that's a fucking that's a ripoff. They ripped that scene. He's running in his fucking goddamn bo- white boxer shorts. Yeah, that's 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 definitely influenced by Fight Club. So Birdman that's is fair. my 19, 20, 2014 Birdman is Word. my uh, is my second. I've got a screener of that kicking around here somewhere. It's so good. It's the thing is, it's really the music. One of the things that I really love about uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is his use of music. And my favorite. Wait, I know I'm moving. I'm moving. Oh, you're doing. Okay. Go ahead. ahead, I just went. It's my favorite. One of my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movies is punch drunk love. And what I love about punch drunk love is that the music is, is, is the inner monologue of the character. I think yeah. Birdman uses music in the same way where the the inner monologue of this character who is so flawed and so fucked up is reflected in the score is so apparent and it, it's and it's it really takes you for a ride. It's really quite good. It's I just think it's oh, really yeah. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of drums. If I remember, it's a lot of it's a lot of oh, drums. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's, okay. it's his fucking. Okay. It's his yeah. It is absolutely his uh, yeah. his thing. I have to watch that again over the Christmas break. I yeah. highly recommend it. So this is your trailer that you are looking forward to seeing. So let's play it, and then you can tell me about it. When you're a kid, there's only one day a year more special than any other day. And that day is Christmas. And we are the magic behind that day. So let's get these fucking kids some fucking presents. Present the hardest working man in snowbiz. Good golly, he's jolly. Our own Santa Claus. Hey, Merry Christmas. Whoa, you're on my naughty list. Good news, sir. More American kids believe in you than they do in vaccines or the Holocaust. That's great. I mean, disheartening for America, but great for us. I'm here from the North Pole Times. Have you decided who will succeed you as Santa Claus? Subtext, Santa's old and knocking on death's door. Fuck you. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, good, good question. I'll give it some serious thought. Ha ha ho ho Bye. There have been many Santa Clauses throughout history. Some were loved, others loathed. But the position of Santa has mostly been a white man's game. Exactly, it's fucking crazy. Things have got to change. My advice to you is, if I die, get rid of my porn! I want to be the next Santa. 
If this is your dream, you have to at least make your case, bitch. You gotta get intimate with that jolly bitch, bitch. I know you're right, but do you really have to call me bitch every time you say something? Yes, bitch, because it's empowering to call you bitch, bitch. Let's go over what we know. Santa and the board are all male and all white. They play golf, drink, smoke cigars, say things like, don't ever marry your mistress. Just so you know, the women of the North Pole make fun of one of your dicks. Have fun wondering whose it is. What I need to learn is how to bro out with these guys. You know, shoot the shit, do shots, shoot shots of shit. <laughs> She has ideas, but can she really be the face of Christmas? I'll be named successor, die trying. Merry Christmas, and to all a kick-ass night! All right, so Santa Inc. is the movie that you are most looking forward to. It's on HBO Max. It is created by Seth Rogen, starring Sarah Silverman. Tell me why this is the movie that you are most looking forward to this week. Well, look, I'll be honest. I had there's a there's a there's a Netflix uh, uh, series, limited series, something that's foreign. Um, it, I think it's called Elves. Um, yeah, yeah, trailer, yeah. Elves. elves the, yeah, the, trailer, the trailer was in an entirely, I think it's Danish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think that was appropriate to pick because we're going to listen to a Danish trailer for. I don't like, mind a Danish trailer. Two minutes. I don't fact, mind you know. Danish trailers. I'm just saying, like, okay. So I thought about picking that, but it's a little dark. When I, this looks really fucking funny. And frankly, it's stop motion any, animation. Anybody that puts Maria Bamford in something, like, that's fair. That's fair. I am a hundred percent down with it because yeah. she is bizarre. Um, my only question about this uh, uh, series is: I wonder if um, Sarah Silverman has any problem playing an elf, even though she's not elvish. Elvin. I'm not. I'm not. Sure. I don't know. Now, my only issue with and you know, right now, Seth Rogen is pissing me off. So, uh, oh, why? Why? Oh, he's ooh, such why? a pretentious cunt. Yeah. yeah. You know, a stone, I mean, a I mean, stone probably, pretentious. Cunt, probably, well, no, yes. probably the most recent thing he did that I think is just, it, you know, and granted, I probably, while I have eviscerated all of my social media, I still follow Twitter. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, Seth Rogen is is now become like it's like oh hey, so you got your car broken into? I've gotten my car broken into fifteen times, and it's just stuff. Well, when you're a fucking millionaire, oh dude, yeah, then yeah, a millionaire. Well, hold on, stuff. a millionaire with like no kids and like exactly, with, fuck, you know. Fuck but you. if you if no, you I, actually I, I have to pay yeah. for your fucking car, fuck yeah. you. Seth, fuck you, 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 no. you condescending kind of however that has nothing i to love this film i will watch i love the stop film. motion i love I stop too. motion animation i think it's a lot of fun is it real stop know. motion or is it animated stop I, I was just gonna say i have to do some more research because i be yeah digital. i'm always curious no about that anymore. it looks cute it looks fun 
I know you enjoy crass humor as much as I do. I so, love crass humor. You know, so I'm done. I did you see Sausage Party? I loved Sausage Party. Right. So you know, I'm down <laughs> for it. You know, kind of like forgiving. Uh, oh, I'll get over the it. the the artist for the art. Right. Yeah. No. You the know, thing about um, it, you yeah. know, you know my stance on that. I will always. Go I know. To the art I know. I know. I know. Over I know, the, the I know. egregious nature of the artist, which is why at some Correct. point, even though your wife is really going to have a problem with it, <laughs> we are going to have a discussion about American Beauty. So. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I don't even know if Mimi's seen American Beauty. It's the fucking bomb, but it's one of Maybe my favorite. It's like in my top yeah. ten. So yeah, we'll talk about that at some point. Let me know when so I can buy a DVD though. There right. you go. What's no. your what's your trailer? Because all right, didn't here is anything. my trailer. I'll be home in the morning. Where are you going? I'm staying over at Susie's tonight. Snow. The flyer. The papers call him the grabber. I wish you wouldn't call him that. You don't actually believe that story, do you? Because he can't hear you. And he doesn't really take kids that safe. Goof. Well, isn't that just peachy king? You need some help? You see that? Yeah. <laughs> Would you hand me my hat? Yes, sir. I am a part-time magician. Are those black balloons in there? Would you like to see a magic trick? I have an announcement to make. One of our students, Finney Blake, was abducted. What if I could help the police find Finny? Does it work? Not since I was a kid. I'll scream. I'll scratch your face. This face? Daddy, I had a dream about it. What happened in your dream? He was taken. By a man with black balloons? Yes. We never released those details. Hello? Don't hang up. Who are you? You know all our names? You're getting out of here. Please! Please let the dreams be real. See the wall in front of you? I tore a long cable loose from down there. There's a combination lock on the inside of the storm door. What's the combination? I carved it in the wall. Hang up the phone! The tree, the door, the gate. I've never seen it before except in my dreams. You don't have much time. You're gonna use a weapon. You raise the phone, step back, and swing. Look what you made me do. Please hurry! You remember what I told you? That someday I should stand up for myself. Someday is today, Finn. black phone the thing is i love and maybe this is my generation but i fucking love ethan hawk 
I love oh, no. Ethan Hawke. No, there isn't I mean, anything I, he's done, and I mean even the Tesla movie that nobody's seen. Because nobody's it. fucking seen that movie. Did you see I, his Hamlet? Yes, I yeah. love <laughs> Ethan Hawke, and and there yeah. is a, the thing about it is there was a period where he was not cool, and then he did training. What period day. was that? Have you listened to any of his interviews? There was a period after uh, what is it? Reality bites. Wow, where he just couldn't get a fucking job. He was just he was just PNG'd. Yeah, wow. he was okay. he was totally he was totally not cool. And then he did wow. Training Day with Denzel Washington, and he I mean, suddenly became cool again. But what I love about <laughs> Ethan Hawke is Ethan Hawke is not about being famous. He is not about prestige films. He's about doing films that no one else will make. And and that's what the black phone is. The black phone. I is, mean, it's a brilliant Bloomhouse. Right. I, mean, I love I, I'm, well, I'm a big fan of, of Bloomhouse. Uh, I love that they do horror films. Yeah, I love that they're really he's, taking he's, risks. He's forged an amazing kind I of um, love that guy. I relationship with Blumhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Like from the first purge. Yeah. Right. Well, and the then, thing is, Blue Mouse and wouldn't exist without guys, The Purge. It wouldn't exist without the movie The Purge, because The Purge no, was wildly successful. Right. It was huge, and he agreed huge, to do that. Huge. So the, uh-huh. he also, though, he also, though, has a great relationship with Scott Derrickson mm-hmm. and C. Robert Cargill, who did your your your, your shit, uh, the Doctor Strange, right? Yep. I think. Yeah, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange is um, uh, right. they're involved in uh, the Black Phone. But they started with Sinister. It, what? Sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinister. Is it Blumhouse or Bloomhouse? I thought it was Blumhouse. I always thought it was Blumhouse, but I don't. I have no fucking right, clue. I've never, I've never talked to the guy. Um, yeah, um, Sinister, where he plays the uh, true crime yeah. novelist who moves into the house with his family. I just uh, and that's, that's a great that movie. That movie is it's a terrifying. Great movie. It's terrifying. terrifying. But the so thing I is, what I love about what I love about again, I would watch really good. anything he does. Yeah, just because I think he's a great actor. Um, he does two things, and it's it's one of the things I've always said. It's it's like you, you got you've got like uh, Tom Cruise, who well, Tom Cruise does two kinds of movies. He is either just a variation of Tom Cruise, but he does it so fucking well that you just dig it, which is all the Mission Impossibles. Or he's such a good goddamn actor that you just love and it, he, which is like Born in the Fourth of July or Magnolia. Magnolia, right? And 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 that's what I love about Ethan Hawke is he is either I'm gonna I'm gonna be Ethan Hawke because this movie needs Ethan Hawke. Or I'm going to be mm. an actor, and Blackbone is one where he plays against type. Sure, he's the bad. Oh, guy. as I said, I I couldn't imagine when I saw I the trailer. I was it. like, I was like, what is Ethan Hawke doing in this movie? It, and well, I'm the, like, the minute I oh, saw, you're the creepy guy in the van. You're the fucking what? dude with the fucking what? top hat. And it, the That's thing amazing. is, when I saw it, because the thing about it is, this movie isn't about Ethan Hawke. It's mm. about the kids. Mm-hmm. It's about this fucking analog phone. Well, and, and let's and the, let's the dead thank kids Stra- calling this other kid. I can't let's wait to thank, see this. Movie. Let's thank Stranger Things for that. You know this kind mm-hmm. of eighties nostalgia. You know, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. 
I'm down with it. I'm fine yeah, with it. I'm, I'm into it. You know, well, it's totally cool. The 80s, if so there I'm can be another it. fucking Goonies movie, like I would watch it. I'm happy with another, but Goonies. only if Josh yes. Brolin was in it. Only if he was like, oh yeah, at it and not Thanos. No, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm, what I haven't seen. You know what I haven't seen of Ethan Hawke though. Um, the before movies, the before sunrise, before sunset. Dude, before, they're never seen them. The, the link later. Are they good? Are they good? They're gorgeous. Look, I love Linklater. I just I've never yeah, seen. No, no, they, no, they're the, good. The though. thing is, the thing is, I okay. highly recommend the the okay. before, Yeah, the, those those movies before are, series. Yeah. Well, the thing is, what's lovely we'll about out. them is, and they are they lovely. happen over years. Yeah, yeah, right? it's it's yeah. decades, decades. But oh, what decades. is really sure. lovely about those films is, you know, I can't get away from the fact Ethan Hawke is just an authentic human being yeah and 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 what he's been he doing it to the really screen oh, he's been doing it forever yeah what he brings to the screen yeah is i mean the first time i ever saw him in a thing it was gattaca that's and the first time you saw him that's the first time i what well, yeah the first not no, not, not not dead poet society oh i guess you know you're right you're right yeah, dead okay, poets. fair enough the first time i saw yeah. him as an adult where i went oh Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Okay. He, you're okay. right. Dead Poets okay. Society. You're right. You're well, right. and he's like a fucking supporting player in Dead Poets. So yeah, but he's still he's really easy good. To kind of forget. But no, yeah, it yeah. was where I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy's okay. got fucking spine. Okay. And I've been watching yeah. him ever since. And there isn't yeah. anything he. I'm, I mean, it's just one of those things. If he's ah, in it, yeah. I want to see. Check it. it out. I yeah, for really sure. like. Ethan Hawke. I love his work. I love what he does with it. I love his uh, sort of professional ethic. Yeah. I love his uh, his his saying, "Hey, everybody knows me, so I'm going to use my sort of fame to help make sure this movie gets made." I really, mm-hmm. really, really like Ethan Hawke. So I want to well, see the Black Phone. It's going to come out February fourth in theaters, and I'm going to yep. watch. What's what's interesting is is you know, and we can get into this as we go on, you know, through our series here. But like, you know, Ethan Hawke is not a Gary Oldman. No, right? Ethan Hawke doesn't necessarily disappear into. No, characters. he's always Ethan Hawke, but right? he's kind of really like Tom Hanks good. or not Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Cruise, like you said, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He, sometimes he's there doing the Tom Cruise thing. He doesn't fully disappear. He's always Tom. He's Cruise. a movie star, but he's, right. he is he's a movie star that really has acting chops. I mean, I Brad that, Pitt, to go back to Fight Club. Right? The thing like, is, I say Brad that about Pitt. Brad Pitt. I say that about yeah. Tom Cruise. I, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like these are guys that are. I mean, movie Dicap- stars. DiCaprio, DiCaprio. On the other hand, one. you have like a, a, a Kevin Costner, and I love Kevin Costner, but Kevin Costner's a bad actor. I'm not bad. But he's not he, he's not an servi- actor. He's a movie serviceable. star. He's serviceable. a movie star. His personality, he plays right. give him an accent, and he's gonna yeah. fuck it up. He's but, your he's your he's your middleman, your vanilla. Yeah, he's he's someone right. that I like to watch on movie in movies as long as he's yeah. playing himself. But oh, Tom, we will be doing the untouchables at some point. Oh, yeah. Guarantee it. it yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And but. and so there are certain actors that are both movie stars. And actors, and yeah. then there are some actors that are just actors, like uh, I think uh, Daniel Day Lewis. 
He's not oh, someone that I like. He's not. He's I don't want ever want. I never want to see Daniel Day Lewis as Daniel Day Lewis. I just like seeing him play characters that I can't decipher. I feel the right. same way about uh, 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 shit. Hannibal Lecter. Hopkins. Thank you. I don't want to see who he is. I just want to see the characters play. There's 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 a variety of actors that you know, and I think Ethan Hawke is one that can do both, and I love that. Yeah, about. yeah, no, he's I mean totally fucking solid. Yeah, totally yeah, solid. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the show. I hope everybody Rock enjoyed it. Check out uh, I like to watch on Apple Podcasts, on Literate.com, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Still not giving you my address. Fuck you guys.